recording? It is. It's recording. It's on and the air condition's on. Mm-hmm. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Well, here we are. Finally, Reed, you are in the car with me driving. Oh, um, you can do everything at once. I really can. I can multitask. Whoops, I didn't stop that stuff. You can drive. Please don't um, kill. I won't. I won't. We've got Harriet in the back. Precious Cargo. We're at Bard Precious. College. Here we are at Bard Driving College. past a Frank Gehry mush. I mean, truly drawn on a napkin. <laughs> and then, you know, people had to make it. <coughs> There's my director and his design team sitting at a picnic table. Do you think they're so fearful during oh. the picnic? Of what? Of him Me. scratching all of their ideas, which happened, seems to have happened to the costume designer today. <laughs> it did happen to the costume designer today at 8 a.m. Yeah, it was a real... Is that Kathleen Shelfon up there? Walking? Where? Right in front of us, you guys. Because yesterday, remember when I saw Kathleen Shelfon walking? Wait, where does she live? I don't know, but I think that's... That's her. Kathleen Shelfon. I wonder if she wants a ride. Should have I you offer seen her in the show? Yeah, I have. Kathy, do you need a ride? You need it? Okay, great. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, how do I know? So I met Kathleen Shalfan, a fantastic actress, years ago when I was doing a play at Long Wharf, and she was doing Wit, which um, uh-huh. exceptional play, and I got to see her do it. And she was that's a cancer show. It is. It is. She's. It's uh. It's. It's a good thing you didn't ever see it or read it, so that when you got cancer, you would have felt depressed. Right, but I have seen One True Thing with Meryl Streep, which is a cancer movie. With Meryl Streep. Yeah, and she plays like a kind of... Meryl Streep, wow, that took me every which way. I literally went to (laughs) Meryl's wedding, I was thinking Tony Collette. I saw Tony Collette's face, and then I started to blur to Meryl Streep, and then I was just Are you going back to the city this weekend? I am not going back to the city because I'm in tech, girl. Yeah, I'm in tech. I guess that person doesn't want to turn, so I'm going to do it. I am in tech um, until 10 p.m. all the way through Sunday. Wow. Uh huh. And then start Monday. I can tell you what. It's too much time. That is, I can tell you. Are you being recorded enough to make sure you're leaning into my phone too? Where's the microphone on top or bottom? Right there. How do you know? Because I oh wait the microphone's wait it's there if that's the bottom <laughs> that's where it is <laughs> that's where it is okay. it's where we talk out of which you is know the what though button. I've held it every which way and it picks it up it's it pretty, does it's a good device all right well good enough um, we're getting a light gentle rain now do you want to go to the health food store or do you want to go to Hannaford's Hannaford's is like a big old grocery store uh huh and the health food store is smaller. It's, I literally, it's whatever. But does the health food store have, like, what you need? Like a... I'm not getting anything. I'm driving you and Harriet there. But just, like, the food that we would want to eat. Uh-huh. Like, can you buy a tomato there? Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, we can go to... Let's go to Hannaford's because they're going to have an organic section. and they're They gonna do. Have they have the whole mix. They have the whole mix. It's not all. just going to be like brags and then like cereal that tastes like paper. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It's not just going to be that. Um, we're, so I, we we're, were up just here. in Canada, Harry and I. Oh, yeah. Why were we? Oh, yeah. Are you, we talked last week. Oh, I was have, in Canada. Yeah, you were. You were with Justin, who had just won his Tony. Right. But we, we had the whole week there and got the show on stage. And then. How was it? Well, 
the piece they were doing great. Rodeo. And no, did, they were doing Paz de la Hoya. Oh, Paz de Isn't it... Is it Paz or Plas? Just Paz. I really like the idea that it was Plas de la Hoya, as it was some sort of, like, French Riverside ballet. The Paz but de la Hoya. Paz de la Hoya from in San Diego. And it was, uh, they looked beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. Glamour Company. Mm-hmm. And we... You know, our costumes mostly looked fine. There were some pr- things that didn't get fixed. Oh, why? Like, how does that even happen? Timing and mm. also just the culture of the way that the production people work in Canada. Which is, I'm going to work from three to six. I'm well, out. It's that, but it's also <laughs> like, um... Slow? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> But is anything as fast as, you know, a New York production? No, and apparently Mark Stanley, the lighting designer, told a story of how he was working on another production in that theater, the Four Seasons Center. Mm -hmm. And they were, he was like, so when are we going to get to, like, work on cues for this thing? Hey, Harriet, will you do me a quick favor and just look up Hannaford's to make sure I make the right left turn? Yes. It's a left turn, and I just can't remember it right now. And so Mark Stanley was like, uh, um... When are we going to get to work on these cues? He'd been there for oh. days and hadn't gotten to do anything. Wow. And wow. So, yeah. And he Been was, there for days and hadn't been able to, like, no. set uh, any look. No. Okay. And they were like, oh, in a minute. And he was like, now, in a minute. is that a Canada minute or a New York minute? Uh-huh. And the whole crew was, like, hushed to silence. Work, honey. And so when he returned Red this to time, filth. he, like, introduced himself to someone. He was like, oh, hi, I'm Mark Stanley. They're like, oh, we know you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and... It all went fine. But also, like, they weren't getting his things done either. Mm. But at any rate, it all went well. And they did a piece on that program, which is one of the best dances I've ever seen. Who made it? James Kadelka. Who is that? So James Kadelka is a Canadian choreographer who'd been in the National Ballet of Canada and then ran the company for several years. But his interest was always in making ballets. And he had a moment where he really made ballets everywhere and was very famous for several of them and all the ballet companies wanted his ballets and then he's kind of like as he's aged he's he works less it's okay i we passed it i saw the road as we just drove by it that gives us more time to how do you have no reception here what kind of um carrier do you have t-mobile Ugh, you can't have t-mobile up here i'll tell you what Anyhow. Harry and I are going to shop in seven minutes. Yes, honey. Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, are you really? Harriet's like, I'm out. No, tomorrow's Thursday. I'm joking. Oh. It's just like, I, yeah. But I you wish you were leaving tomorrow. It, it's okay. You don't, a lot of, you know who else doesn't love it up here? Jeremy. Oh. Like, he's really like, I don't like this. Is this he here? Is, he was. He left today. No. He was here, and then this morning he was like, "Gotta go." He was like, "I can't." It's. He's like, "It's too familiar." It's also. He must be so bored up here. Oh, so bored. I mean, it's like he has a whole New York life, and then up here it's like, remember that part in um, Nightlight, Bright Light that I had you say, which was literally what you did say to me once, which was like, "Upstate is so boring, and all the restaurants close at 8. Close it, yeah. If you know, there's all these restaurants you go to, and like, we're not open Monday through Wednesday, (laughs) or it's really actually like Sunday through Wednesday. I'm not kidding. Like, there's this place called Murray's up here that I've loved going to, and it'll say on their website they're open, and I'll drive to it and be like, closed. And it's like, yeah, what's going on? It's like when shops put like, be back in an hour, you know, on their window. You know what Jeremy said that really ruined it for me up here? 
because we were eating somewhere and I was like, wow, this isn't very good and it's so expensive. And he goes, yeah, the Hamptons. And I was like, <gasps> and then all of a sudden my entire perspective of upstate changed and I was like, it is kind of like that. Yeah. Like, and then Except I... Except like Trump. Well, <laughs> I mean, in the Hamptons, I've got to, it's not like just the most ultra Democrat situation there either, girl. I mean, here it's a little more... You know what? I have to get into this right away. I want to get to this choreographer. I promise I'm not going to drive us off the road and I'm going to try to not cry. I looked, I read and looked through those photos released of the kids in the tent cities. Did you look at it? A little. I am. I am totally going to cry. I am, like, I don't, I just, I don't get it. Like... We have so much, and this rem- this removing that this whole thing called the tender age uh, kids, and those were like infants and babies. And I mean, Trump just signed this executive order today under pressure. It's Wednesday, everyone. So you know, even though it's coming on Friday, that to stop the separation of children from families. However, part of this order and what they're looking at might happen on Thursday is that they could. Um, put, keep the children with their families, but keep them locked up indefinitely. Whereas we used to have this thing, which was, uh, if children are involved, it can't be more than 20 days. So I, I am so, uh, I'm, I, I just, I, how long has this children tense been going on? I have put in place a zero tolerance policy for illegal entry, uh, on our Southwest border. If you cross the southwest border unlawfully, then we will prosecute you. It's that simple. Children are being separated from the parents at the border at an accelerated rate because of a new zero-tolerance policy being implemented by the Trump administration. The Associated Press reports between April 19th and May 31st, nearly 2,000 children were separated from their parents. The White House says the goal is to deter illegal border crossings, but Democrats say family separation is inhumane and want it to end. For what appears to be the first time ever, uh, this country is now systematically taking children from their parents at the border, thanks to new directives issued by the Trump administration. Immigrants arriving at the border often seeking asylum, so not trying to sneak in, they're there to tell uh, Border Patrol they're there, are having their children ripped away from them. Immigrants and civil rights groups are saying they have never seen anything like this. Kids as young as nine years old or seven years old Cases of children as young as 18 months, okay, ripped out of the arms of their mother and putting those children into government-run shelters for a very specific reason, to punish the immigrants, to serve as what White House Chief of Staff John Kelly called, quote, a tough deterrent in an NPR interview this month. And when confronted with the idea that separating families and mothers from children is cruel, he added, quote, the children will be taken care of, put into foster care or whatever. That's a verbatim quote. Or whatever. On Monday was when the Associated Press broke those images. Right. And I... When Betsy DeVos got... Or DeVos, whatever the fuck her... That hideous murder monster's name is. Um... When that happened, I was like, oh my god. They'll actually do whatever they want to children. Right. And then this 
is just, I, I mean, and that, that Trump was like, well, you know, it was, it's the Democrats, <laughs> which it's, a, that is a complete fallacy. And there's been people in the Republican Party who've been coming to him, like, just freaked out. It's been a bipartisan thing. Right. Of people just being completely horrified by this. And, um, and yeah, we'll find out tomorrow about are they going to try and pass this bill of indefinite, uh, just keeping them locked away indefinitely. I mean, the other thing that I think that came, this came out yesterday was that it costs more than keeping them with their family. Right. And is this a thing that like Trump knew about or is it just a he thing? He absolutely knew about it. And now, and, and then, you know, but today was like, I didn't like seeing the children being taken away from their families. Well, then you shouldn't have done that disgusting piece of shit. I mean, it's so evil. It's this, it's this evilness that is just so crazy. And I know... Hannaford. Yeah, we're driving up to us up here. That's just so, um, it's crazy. It's selfish. It's every, it's sociopathic. And, um, I think that it's not over. These people, they have to go. They, they, it's... This is when people are like, well, there's no difference between Republicans and Democrats. Um, yeah, Queen. And in this case, it's not even like a Republican moment. It's like an evil, nightmarish, fascist moment of putting these kids in um, these fenced-in camps. Uh, that was just, just awful. Um, here we are in Hannaford. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll try and talk about something else. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Can you hold that, Reed? We bought no. groceries. We did. We got you guys groceries. I got more um, drain cleaner because Parker's drains don't work. Well, it does. I mean, there's just something in it, and I just I ordered like one of those. Like, no, like probably like our hair. Like Parker and I both have, you know, hair, thick hair, and all over your bodies. <laughs> Getting all over your bodies. I, um, um, I saw some intense roadkill today on the ride from the train station. Sure. A fresh raccoon. Sure. Well, a, a raccoon the size of a dog. Yeah. I mean, they're big. When I was driving one day, I texted them and I was like, I'm going to be late because I saw this turtle trying to cross the road, you know, to like give birth or whatever. I mean, they do that long sojourn. That's the sea ones. The I think all turtles do that, really. <laughs> and I was like, I... So I, I, but it was a snapping turtle, and when I went over to it, it hissed hmm. a couple times. So I had to kind of coax it, um, and then it did it. It, I, it sped up its pathway. Interesting. Um, What's Stewart's? Oh, they sell ice cream, maybe. It's you know, isn't it a gas station? It's a gas station. That's what it is. It's a gas station. They have ice cream. Uh, so this was. So what was? I you know after. Staring at these about? images. I'm back to the kids. Oh, I'm back to tenses. I thought but we got through that. Here's here's something. Okay. Is this a couple and I can't remember their name right now. It's on my phone because I'm gonna I'm gonna donate into that as well. Because it was, you know, donating to ACLU and all that. But this couple on Facebook, um, we're we're going to raise fifteen hundred dollars to go to lawyers in the area of this tent city in Texas. At this point, they've raised over twelve million. Because people saw it and were like, 
Yes. What are they going to do with $12 million? Give it to lawyers to deal with these families that now need to be reunited. I mean, that's the thing that's still unclear of, you know, this executive order that was signed today. It's like, well, can you also like build these kids the best orphanage in the world? Just, or like (laughs) make a place for these families to be. I mean, it's, we have enough. We really do. We have more than enough. We really have more than enough. And yet, you know, it's like in this lie machine of Fox News and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, watch out. I watched Fox News while I was in Toronto a little. Isn't it shocking? I watch it when I'm at the gym. I get on the the elliptical and watch. Well, all they talk about is the dishonest media. They're always like, the media. Which you are. You're the media. JSYK girl. That you. That you. I mean, well, look at these people right here. What's going on? Sometimes when I'm up here, I really feel like I'm in like a Twin Peaks show. Like, I was. Oh, more roadkill. There's so much. Oh, that looks like a kitty. When I drive back to Parker's, there's just like, oh, it's beyond. I mean, because you're not supposed to swerve if you see it, because that's when you get into an accident. I'm going to make this light. They just, they don't know what's coming. Don't cross the road, you know? Um. Anyways, I'm sorry. I don't have. I. It's a sickening thing. What's going to happen? It's um, going to get resolved. Well, I. You know, I think it is this thing of the people need to look at it and see it and know and call your representatives. Like I called. There's this two hundred two number, and you call and and you you call and you donate and you go to the protests if you can and I mean what's so intense about this money being raised by citizens is it's like what if this money wasn't being raised in defense like it feels like so much of everything that's happened since this administration took over that there's this money that gets raised and always on the defensive and what would it be to live in a society where we're raising money for creation um Instead of just trying to stop, like, push back this evil force. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, my my hope is that people, that children, seeing these faces of these children, are able to break apart some of these people's intensely selfish sociopathic walls. And that they're able to tenderize in some way and recognize our shared humanity. And that we have, as you said, more than enough. Um, all right, so back on to, so back on to some dance. Tell right. me about this dance you saw. All right, what a strange segue. Well, I mean, I, I think, I mean, we don't have to. We can also just, like, enjoy the view. Well, there Our is, have you, have you seen the that. goats? No. Do you like goats? Goats are fine. Okay. Well, if you ever want to see goats up here, there's this place where you can go and get, like, smoked meat. Oh my god. It's not goat. If you like goats, <laughs> if you like there's goats, a place there's that there's serves them on a platter. And I would not go there. Later platter. I would really cry. There's uh, and there's this goat. This like this farm of goats there that's so cute. You guys are about eleven dollars of cherries. That bag of cherries was eleven dollars? <laughs> that's amazing. You remember? It was um, a lot of cherries. Which it is of Eastwick. Yeah, I remember when they're eating the cherries and then they spit them in this bowl and then the woman who's been hateful to them starts throwing up cherries. Cherry pits. Oh. And then she's throwing up so many of them and it's happening so intensely that her husband beats her to death with a poker. (gasps) What? Yeah, which the Eastwick really... I don't remember that. Oh, that part made me feel... 
I feel like I saw the cover terrified. of the VHS so many times that I thought I saw the movie, but I never actually did. You didn't see it? Jack you know, Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, oh, someone else. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, right. Most I important mean, of all. You know what I was thinking we'd do when you were up here, but we're not going to, is see Hereditary. I'm going to be too afraid. I, I still, I can't see it up I here. I think we could do it. Really? Next week? Well, we'll see if Harry and I come back. <laughs> Work. Work, honey. Well, we'd have to do it in the daytime because we have stuff to do at night. I mean, we start, I think we start doing previews next week. I don't know. When well, that's nice. You'll have your show. days free. I know. Thank God. Um, I'm really ready for that. This show just needs to be up and on stage. It's honestly just too much time. Now it's all just like tinker, tinker, tinker. And it's really... Sounds like more than tinkering when huge sets of costumes get thrown away. I mean, that's just called like gross tinkering, perhaps? Grand tinkering? (laughs) (laughs) Grand tinkering. Do you think Christopher listens to the podcast? I don't think so. Do you think he knows what a podcast is? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, of that, I cannot say. I don't think you listened to that. Remember that my Rite of Spring thing I was doing in the back that I told you about? I was doing, like, that dancing in the back while, like, yeah. something happened in the front. It got cut yesterday. So maybe he does listen to the podcast. He's <laughs> like, I just, I, I can't have you doing that. Because it's just, uh... And then he did the imitation. <laughs> he did the imitation of what he feels I'm doing back there. And I really wish I would have filmed it. Because it was giving me some, like, Corky Sinclair realness. Oh, my goodness. I was like, it was just like, damn. When you said Corky Sinclair, uh-huh. my first thought was Corky from Life Goes On. And no. I was like, Jack, that's that is, wild. No, no, you're no, really no. Corky Sinclair is from Waiting for Guffman. Yeah, I got it. And it was like, it was, Remember you know. Remember Patty Lapone used to be on TV? Mm, I'm not a real Patty fan. I'm not me neither. You know, it's a as as people have heard if they heard the Aaron episode, it's you know, hey. I, some people are Bernadette and some people are Patty and I'm a Bernadette. Will you stop at the residencies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, when I saw those residencies, I'll tell you what, I walked right in and I walked right out. Oh, you I, actually they gave you a room that oh, you yeah. refused. And I was like, I can't stay here. <laughs> I'm not staying in like this Harry and I walked into someone's room today cuz they gave Harry the wrong key. Uh-huh. And it's someone that has um, a lot of shoes. Uh-huh. See, well, how would you have so many shoes for a trip like this? Wow, I can't wait. What Do you remember what building it was in? Is it an E? It's in G. I don't know anyone staying in G. Pam's cast. Oh, it's Pam's cast. So it's one of your dancers who's just a shoes horse. Shoes horse. And also they had um, an air mist diffuser by their bed. Oh, wow. They really, like, came prepared. It feels like they've been here a long time. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Also, during the summer is the Bard MFA program. So maybe it's an artist who is here for a really long time, you know, who's here for three months. How can Klein be closed? When the Bard MFA program's happening? Yeah, I don't believe it. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to do some research. Well, do some research, and you can LMK, and people can find out if... The wonderful dining hall of Bard is closed during the summer or not. Uh Um, Here we are at Resnick Commons. Yeah, I walked in and I looked at my room and I was like, wow, this is a dorm room. And then I went into the bathroom and part of the wall had fallen onto the sink. And I like a little, just a lining of it, but it looked gross. And I was like, I can't do this. Well, I walked into my room and I rearranged it immediately. Is that Stowe? I think that's our sound guy. I mean, to roll down the window? No, don't because it's not him. It's somebody else. 
Hi. Hi. Wow. He's gonna kill you. No. <laughs> when you're sleeping. Regular. Wherever that was. He's gonna find you at night. See. You're at G. The last. You're at the last one. Okay. We're gonna take another break. Bye. Okay, so now we're in Reed's dorm room. I'm and, in my dorm. And you totally reset, you reconfigured it. So the beds are pushed together and you can see out the window. So I'm curious, before, were the beds just like facing the door? Everything was symmetrical uh, in relationship to the window. So it was like, <sighs> bed, bed, uh-huh. desk, 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 uh-huh. Dresser, dresser, <laughs> right down the street. <laughs> yes. It was insane. Dresser, dresser to give... Just so that students who are here sharing a room with someone can feel like they have separation. I can't that imagine post high school sharing a room with someone. When I got to college, I had two roommates. Ugh. And then one got moved out. It was called a temporary triple. And I, I, how did you handle that? I just was so used to it. I had never not had a roommate at that point. Wow. I, I really, I really don't. Like being in a room with somebody. And I shared a room with my brother my whole life. So like, yeah, I didn't do that. I went to boarding school when I was nine. I was sharing rooms with like eight, nine boys sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I'd be home in New York, I was sharing a room with my brother, who I'm sure resented it after a certain point because I was I'm never sure. there. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, roommates. There's no other way. And uh. now the thought of it is like, oh my god, it's crazy. I can't imagine. Well, I mean, we're old now. You're so old. Have you seen? Have you been watched? Did you watch rehearsal today? Pam's thing. Mm-mm. Um, you'll meet Kathleen Chalfant tomorrow. Harrison's doing lights. Clifton, Clifton, Clifton. Harrison. Who's? Oh, uh huh. Uh, I met him yesterday. That was fun. Um, got to see Pam and the people. Yeah. And you have a show. Pam has a show. I know. I have I'm... to make some things. And then it's really going to be the summer after this, sort of. No? I have one more. I have Ballet X and a for wedding Matthew? dress. For Matthew Ninon. Oh, by the way, Tessa's dress looked beautiful. You guys, Reed and Harriet don't do wedding gowns, but mm-hmm. Tess Reichland's dress looked really beautiful. Coming. Oh, someone's here. Who is it? It's Harriet. Hey, Harriet. Hi. Okay, oh, let's. Yeah, yeah, we're finishing it's recording. Fine. We're finishing recording. Um, um, I was well, saying that Tessa's dress looked so good, even though you guys it don't was do wedding beautiful. gowns. So wait, so you're doing a Matthew Neenan and then a, another wedding dress, mm-hmm. even though you guys don't do them. Know, Who's the next one? Don't. Meredith Webster, an old friend from uh, PMB. Uh huh. And then what's happening? I don't know. Oh, we got a. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. I'm not gonna say it, but we got something. I'll tell you after we. Turn I know it what up. you got. You got the thing you applied for. Yes. Well, congratulations! And if people have been really listening to the podcast, they'll know what it is. Um, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about that when we hang up this. Anyways, the piece that was so good in Canada was a piece by James Kadelka called "The Man in Black," and it was a quartet for three men and one woman, all in cowboy boots, and it was one of the best dances I've ever seen. Why? Like, formally, it was extremely sophisticated and simple all at once. And in the context of, like, a ballet company, it felt very, very um, 
informed. I can't get Agnes DeMille out of my head, so tell me about the choreography. Okay, so basically it's four You say pe- cowboy boots and ballet dancers, and all I can see is DeMille. Not so. at all. Now think, like, total minimalism. Like, less than Lucinda? More than Lucinda. So, like, minimalism paired with um, very meaningful kind of gesture, uh-huh. which is like, and but done in a totally abstract way. Meaningful gesture done in an abstract way. Because the the music was Johnny Cash covering other song, other people's music uh-huh. from one of his last albums. Can you imagine if they're like, it's a new commission <laughs> from Johnny? Uh-huh. And so sometimes there would be very literal uh, gesture rel- relate relative to the text in the song, mm-hmm. but never done in like an actorly way. It was always mm-hmm. done in a in a very sort of straightforward way. Mm-hmm. Um, no acting. Well, it was definitely... They kept their face neutral. Exactly. Good. And it was a lot of repetition, intense mm-hmm. amounts of repetition. Oh. So, like, the first section was just chain, like wa- a walking chain where they were held hands and various things happened, certain lifts. Another section they were doing, uh, like, some heel clap thing like almost like a tap step but i'm guessing it's more of that reminds me of liz southern dance thing i don't mm-hmm. know or what's that called country dance country dance another Line section, dance another section was a two-stepping section where they never broke the two-step rhythm which is quick quick slow slow and then there was another section where they did the most beautiful line dance with this beautiful like rolling shoulder gesture it was very amazing. Wow. I've been in a James Cadelka creation when I was a ballet met. Did you like working with him? He was a genius. He like uh, built the dance instantly. Like he, I, I barely know who he is. And where he does was, he live? He lives in Toronto. James Cadelka, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Wow. We should reach out to him. I mean, yeah. when I someone's mean, really good at something, I really want them to amazing. be on And podcast. he made this dance actually at Ballet Met also in 2010 after I was gone, but... This dance apparently has now really been making the rounds. It's at Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Ballet Met, um, Toronto, a smaller company in Toronto. In addition to the, in addition to the national. Anyways, it's I, I look forward to seeing it. Joffrey, Joffrey does it. Um, what are we gonna do this summer? Like you're gonna come back. You're here. Yeah. And then I'm here. I'm here till the tw- I don't the twenty second of July. I guess I go away to England for like five days on the twenty third for the royal. No, just for a vacation. Oh, you better work. Thank you. That's so fun. I want to take a vacation. Well, you, well, you kind of are. I'm super not. Let me tell you what these texts, this tech, these rehearsals. Once you start it performing, it'll be like vacation. a little vacation. I guess during the day until like five. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you have to properly warm yourself up for this. I show. do for this one, actually. Do you make noises? Uh, I only have one line. What is it? I'm not telling you. You can see it. Oh. Um, you're not telling. You're not going to talk about. I'll tell you when we hang up the phone. I want you know people to be semi surprised about it all. Um, we'll go visit your mom. Yeah. And then it'll be September. And then school will begin again. Oh my god. Mm. Harriet, do we have any jobs? Hey. Oh, we have one in Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. I guess we'll get some. Yeah, you'll get some jobs. 
I have jobs coming up, but that's another story. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, other, this has been a very uh, summer afternoon episode, really, of, of catching Reed and I um, in creation processes and we live doing upstate. things like catching up on the news and going grocery shopping in a car. Um, that's the recap of what happened. I bought a frozen pizza. Oh, you never better put that. it in the freezer, girl. I live for a frozen no, I'm pizza. Leave it out. pizza. <laughs> Just leave it out, actually, and then by the time to- by like eight o'clock, it'll be ready to eat. It'll be ready to eat. You can just stick it outside your window. Is there no air conditioner in here? You know, Harriet's room is frigid, so I'm. Oh, there it is. I see it on the wall. Oh. Um. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap up. I'm supposed to be at the theater right now, but I'm not. But I signed myself in before. I like signed the call list being like, I'm here before I left to Why, take you guys. Why would you guys start to actually like get jiggy? It, well, we're supposed to be back on stage to keep teching at seven, but I'm supposed to be there a half hour before it. But I'm like, I'm just getting in my costume. I'm not doing makeup for this because I can't. Is your whole head covered? No, it's only covered for the beginning. Oh. I was like, I can't wear this through the whole show. Bye. It's too heavy. It looks heavy. It is heavy, girl. I, like, sit with it on my head. It's a giant... For those of you listening, it's a giant mirror ball, and I sit with it on my head. And last night while I was sitting there, and there was all this stopping and starting I, of the scene, I had to take it off, because I was like, this does not feel great on my Are cervical. they going to do some special hair and makeup? I'm doing it myself. Wow. I wanted to look like PJ Harvey in 1995, so that's what I'm doing. Wow. You can't just do whatever you want. It's not your show. Oh, I know that. So I said, this is what I want, and then... <laughs> The costume designer was like, work. She was into it. Is that why you've befriended them? All the design teams? No, I think we've all become friends because we're hanging out together. Because you're dealing with trauma? Not trauma, but, you know, it's not like the easiest go. Right. You know? So I think those in the, like, who are laboring are, uh, you know, having camaraderie. And also wanting to make sure that it looks good. This is it. You know what? Upstate's a great place to record the podcast. It's so quiet. It is. There's a window open, but you'd never know it, except you might hear a bird. Or like a leaf rustle. You're on my ankle cracking. Russell Jansen. Oh my God. We haven't mentioned him in like at least two podcasts. Well, it's because she hasn't been dropping in and out of our lives. Oh, he drops in and out of mine. Well, good. Tell him I said hi. He's in Maine. Good for her. Um... Well, that about wraps it up. In fact, that does wrap it up, because I'm going to go back to the theater. Uh, this is the first episode of season two. Oh, it, my God. Because we, we had our one-year anniversary. So here we are. Season two begins. Oh, God. No. Upstate. It's a real dull beginning. Well, you it know. It can only get better. That's what I was thinking. We'll set the bar real well, low. Well, we have a lot of we'll people to interview go here. Low. I know. We have to interview your whole cast. And your whole cast. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we loves you. We loves you. Bye. Bye. I think it's a great episode.